In this session of Look at the Book, we're going to focus on verses 2 and 3 of this unit of 1 Peter 5. And the question we're going to ask is, what kind of shepherding, leadership, makes for a healthy church and glorifies Christ? Because that's what's here. And the, and the way we'll go about it is by focusing on verses 2 and 3 and digging in to the three kinds of don't do it this way, do it this way, and asking what, what are the motives behind those three exhortations. It's so crucial that we not just settle for the words that are here, but that we dig into and under the words to get at reality. And, and one of the ways to do that is to see whether we can name the reality in different words. So, Father, I pray now that as we ask about leadership and healthy churches and the glory of your Son, you would show us and make us that kind of leader, because all of us have some kind of leadership role from time to time, and we want to do it in a way that honors Christ and makes people strong and healthy, not dysfunctional. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker of the glory that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, and then here they come, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, two, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, three, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples. So there we have Three, don't do it this way, do it the other way. But before we go there, just notice this. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you. He's telling these elders, who are shepherds or pastors, shepherd the flock of God, which means that all of us Christians should realize that God intends that we not just not just be solitary followers of God, but that we all realized we, we are flocks responding to shepherds. That's God's design for the church. So many of us gravitate towards being, well, me and God in my Bible, that's all I need. When the New Testament simply won't have it, we are in flocks responding to shepherds. So he's telling these leaders, shepherd the flock of God that is among you. And the reason that among you matters is because back in chapter 1, remember, he says, I'm writing to the, I'm, I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles, that's all of us sheep of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Those are three, no, five big provinces in um, what is today Turkey. So when he says to the elders, 
shepherd the flock of God that is among you, he means if, if you live in Cappadocia, you're not responsible for the sheep in Asia. If you live in Pontus, you're not responsible for the sheep in Cappadocia. So this is important that we, that we anybody who's a, an, a leader in a local church shouldn't think he can stick his nose into the affairs of other churches to assume some kind of responsibility there. Elders, shepherds are to take charge, take responsibility for the, the flock among them. Now, let's spend the rest of our time trying to analyze these three not, 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 but, but, but. And I've, I've broken them out like this. Not, I'm going to put, so put not here in red, red light, and put but, green light. So I'm going to make two columns here. And the, the not is not under compulsion, not for shameful gain, not domineering over those in your charge, but willingly, as God would have you, but eagerly, but being examples. Now, let's try to take those three negatives and those three positives and come up with words that go behind these words to get at the motives. We're, we're talking about motives here. What's driving these shepherds? What's What's functioning on the inside of them that will make either a healthy or a sick church and either glorify Christ or dishonor Christ? Not under compulsion. Why do people act under compulsion? Well, I'm going to suggest they do so because of fear. And this already we've already suggested that Peter has humbled himself away from his authority as apostle to try to be a fellow elder, lest he strike fear into these elders and they just act because they're afraid of being punished by Peter or maybe by God. So fear is not a good motive for shepherding people. Shameful gain. I'm going to put greed. Not domineering. I'm going to put pride. Why do people want to domineer? Because they're, they're proud. They want to be made much of by assuming some higher role. And so fear and greed and pride are lousy motives for the ministry. If that's what's driving you, you shouldn't be in the ministry or you should repent. Now, what are, what are the positive ones? Willingly. Willingly. How would we describe that? Well, to be not afraid but willing means you are secure. Secure in Christ. You don't have to be afraid. And you can be free. Secure willingness. Secure willingness. And here, not for shimble game, what's the, what would be the, the opposite of greedy? I'm going to put content. Contented eagerness. So 
so contentedness and security and not domineering, not proud, but humble involvement. Be examples to the flock. Now, at the bottom, if we sum those up, what does this amount to? A willingness, an eagerness, a humble involvement. I'm going to call this joyful in Christ. Christ has given this person, this elder, wonderful peace and security in who he is in Christ and what he's called to do and wonderful contentment and freedom from the love of money and wonderful humility and no need to domineer over other people. He is, they are joyfully satisfied and content in Christ. And, and these poor guys are joyless. I mean, good grief, fear, greed, pride, joyless worldliness. World leanness. They they want they want approval. They want money. They want people to make much of them. They're afraid and greedy. This is this is the way the world lives. So my last question is why is this so important for ministers? And the first reason is it glorifies Christ and shows that Christ has freed us from fear, freed us from greed, freed us from pride. If you go back to chapter 1, verse 14, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance. That's what these fear and pride uh, and greed are. They're, They're desires of your former ignorance. Rather, knowing that you were ransomed, you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. So when, when you are freed from these desires of your former ignorance and you're freed from the futile ways, then you are get my you are glorifying Christ who has made you secure and content and and humble. He has satisfied your soul. And the last thing is that this way of ministering, this way of being motivated makes a healthy church. Joyful pastors make healthy churches. And I'm not just making that up. Look at, look at Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them. These are the shepherds, the elders, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy, not with groaning, oh, I have to I just have to make money. I have to avoid punishment. I have to get approval with joy, for that would be of no advantage to you, the church. You see what it's saying? Only a joyful pastor will be of advantage to his people. A groaning, unhappy, burdensome, legalistic pastor will be of no advantage to the people. And so, not under compulsion, but willingly, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, 
not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples for the glory of Christ and the health, happy health of the flock. God, do it among us.